Welcome to the Financial Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how to build your practice from startup to scale up while being the kind of coach your clients crave. Finally, a podcast for financial coaches. Here are your hosts, Maria Casillas and Cody Sizemore. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Coaches Podcast. My name is Cody Sizemore and I'm joined here by my lovely co-host, Maria Casillas. Maria, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Excited to wrap up this series. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. We don't really do series that often. So almost ever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been fun. So, um, yeah. So today will be, uh, technically our third episode of this series, but it's the second part of our sneak peek into our new, uh, course, which is called Getting Started as a Financial Coach. So, uh, we're just going to take a dive into a few of the lessons again today. Um, again, we're not going to give you everything, but we are going to do a little sneak peek. And what we're covering today is establishing your practice and also automating key processes for your practice as well. So, Maria, what do you yeah. say? You want to jump into uh, establishing your practice? Does that sound good to you? I think that sounds wonderful. And I okay. think that people are going to find a really good mix here of things they already knew and maybe a few things they hadn't really thought of yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We'll take it away. Oh, okay. Well, um, when I first started, I remember thinking, I need a name. <laughs> I, need, I need to name my business something. And, mm -hmm. um, and I remember thinking that was super, super important. It was a little important, but I think I put too much emphasis on it just to throw that out there. Um, but I think that's one of the things that we do want to make sure we establish. And I think the biggest reason for at least coming up with something is so that we can create um, like a DBA or an LLC or some sort of entity that allows us to then bank in a certain way. And so that's why it became important. I think the reason I realized I was putting too much emphasis on it is because what you call yourself legally does not have to necessarily be what you call yourself socially. So um, mm -hmm. I think that was one of the biggest distinctions that I, that I found, uh, but I don't want to go out of order because just because I'm an out of order doesn't mean that we have to. So what do you think are one of the first couple things that you need to do in order to establish yourself? Yeah, I, I think it really boils down to like, you know, four main things, you know, of course, there's other things that are kind of sprinkled in there as well that are going to, you know, benefit you. But mm -hmm. um, I mean, a name is definitely one of them, for sure. Okay, because it's like, so I'm hey. spot on for that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, hey, like, <laughs> you have to have a name, you know, like, <laughs> you know, like, you're not just going to be like, uh, you know, you, you, you make a Facebook page, or, you know, you start telling people, about, you know, your business and they're like, what's it called? And you're like, I don't know, you know? Like, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I remember uh, people yeah, saying, well, just use your name, name right? Like they right. said, just use your personal name. And I like, okay, but I was also trying to find a .com. And I think there was a realtor out there somewhere that had mariacasillas.com. And so I'm hmm. like, well, I can't do that. And so that was bothering me. Um, I do believe that that realtor has since gone away and I could purchase it for like $18,000 or something. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. I'm, oh, I think I'm nice. good. Yeah, Thank that's you. Cheap. <laughs> yeah. 
So. I mean, Maria Casillas must be a really important word if yeah. that is going to be the cost for that. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I digress. So, so yes, you're right. We do need that name, but there's, yeah. there's more than just that. Yeah. And then like, there's some of the more backend kind of stuff. Um, you know, things like a, like an EIN number with the IRS, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like a business bank account. Um, and then of course, you know, setting up your business as well. And, you know, one of the ways that uh, we would suggest doing that is, um, you know, doing an LLC to kind of like protect yourself and, and also your business as well. So just getting those key components set up um, mm-hmm. is going to be very, very important for establishing your practice. So yeah. And for those who don't know, LLC stands for limited liability company. And the, the word liability is what we're really after is if someone comes after you, that what they're able to do is take stuff from the business and not from your personal life. And that's why we separate the right. two because, you know, if you've, if you've done your due diligence and you've got a decent net worth, et cetera, you don't want a client coming after that. So that's really the reason for establishing that LLC. Yeah. You want to have something that legally um, is Protects. established so that you can protect yourself and your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, setting up a way for you to, pay yourself effectively so that you don't get in trouble with the IRS. Um, mm-hmm. That's never fun, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> want to make sure that all right. that stuff is taken care of, you know, before you actually like launch things, because otherwise it can get kind of sticky uh, pretty fast if you don't. Yeah. So. And we recently, we actually just put out an episode about the IRS with Christine. So for those of you who had not yet listened to that, feel free to go back and, and check some of that. Uh, but it's not just because we want to stay out of trouble with the IRS. We're not doing, I mean, some people might be doing this as a ministry, but if you're in business, you need to get paid. So that's the other piece of establishing a process for paying yourself. It's not just to stay out of trouble. It's to make sure that you have a process for paying yourself. So you can continue to do what you're doing on your personal finances by having a consistent income through your business. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who have never started a business before, you know, doing all this stuff, it might seem like intimidating or Mm -hmm. overwhelming, Overwhelming. but but it's really not, you know, like yeah. the good news is that like these steps of legitimizing your business, they don't take very long and most of them are free. You know, like, mm-hmm. so for example, the LLC, that'll cost you a little bit, not very much. I think I get, I think I did mine for like a hundred bucks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's relatively inexpensive, but the thing about it too, is that it's also a tax deductible expense too. So, you know, you can just say, hey, yes, it cost me a little bit of money, but it's tax deductible, you know? So um, at the end of the day, sorry, I know in each state is different and some states it's a one and done, like where I'm at in Arizona, it's one and done. You don't have to renew or re-up or anything like that. Is it? Okay. So I know that there are some states where like every year or every quarter, not every quarter, but like every three years, you have to like renew or stuff like that. Even still, it is a tax deduction, like you said, and it's it's really worth it to have that extra peace of mind. Um, yeah. I'm going to just go back for a second. You mentioned that, you know, a lot of times this can feel overwhelming. Have you ever heard that adage about how like most of the worry that we do is about stuff that never happens? 
I oh, yeah. kind of think like that's how this is. I mean, I feel like when we, when I first started, um, I, I just was like, oh my gosh, I spent so much time worrying about what, what's again, what's the name? How do I, how do I set up an LLC? All of that. And sometimes if you just dig in and start, you realize that Cody's absolutely correct. That it, it's not going to take that long. And it's probably going to be, you'll probably be done faster than the amount of time you would have taken to worry about it. So mm-hmm. just start. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, establishing your practice, super important. Um, It's not, you know, the sexiest thing in the world, but it is very, very important. So um, yeah, that's that. I want to talk to you about uh, something that I did not do when I first started my practice. And it was such a headache. And now I'm (laughs) doing it. And it's awesome. And Uh that is automating key processes. And basically what I mean by that is automating certain things within your practice, um, such as having like a top of the line payment processor and scheduler. Uh Having those two things can really create like a smoother and more enjoyable experience for both you as the coach, but also your clients too. So having those two things I can't even tell you, Maria, it's been so much better since I got this in place. And that was a mistake that I made when I first started. And that's one of the reasons that's why we created this course is because it's like, Hey, you know, if I did it, then there's going to be a ton of people who did it, who who do that too. And I want to save you that headache. Trust me. Let, Let me ask you, Cody. What kept you from setting up? Because you have only said two processes and they're pretty simple ones. So what yeah. kept you from starting that when you first started? I just didn't know. I didn't okay. know that those things even like existed, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. I mean, I, I, mm-hmm. I had an idea that there was out, something out there, but I didn't know what they were called. I didn't know how to find it. Um, I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I just did what I thought was best just to get things off the ground and it was a learning curve you know yeah. so so will this course go into some of the details about what options are out there oh yeah oh yeah we we go pretty deep um you know we give you we tell you different options we kind of do like the pros and cons of them um you know all that kind of stuff and um obviously you know we empower you to to do what's best for you and what you prefer but we definitely give you some uh, pretty good insight on all this kind of stuff so yeah, we give you all the tools necessary to make an informed decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this stuff is important too. I mean, like, let's just dive into payment process uh, to kind of like start and then we'll talk about schedulers too. But this is important because first and foremost, it legitimizes your practice and helps you get away from cash and check. So that was one thing that I first did when I was first starting. I was meeting people at coffee shops. And I was, mm-hmm. you know, just asking people for cash, which mm-hmm. at the time I was like, that's fine. But looking back, I'm like, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird. You know, like, uh, I don't know. I just, I just don't like it. And it just seems like unprofessional to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one thing is that it like really does legitimize you, uh, legitimize you and helps you get away from that. Um, uh, And speaking about unprofessional too, is that once I felt unprofessional with that, I made a shift of taking online payments, um, but I also did it in an unprofessional manner. 
And mm-hmm. I was taking uh, payment through these like, you know, personalized uh, uh, apps, uh, like, like cash like apps and apps. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like I would do like cash app, Venmo, stuff like that. And I always tried to spin it to where I was like, well, I just like to do whatever is easiest for you. So I can take cash <laughs> app, Venmo. Like I really tried to sell it. But again, looking yeah. back at it, I'm like, this is not good either. And, you know, the, they don't really have that many like benefits that are very, um, you know, very good for a coaching business either. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you ask people to cash app you, again, it just sounds weird, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one that I'm still willing to use. And there's a very specific one? reason I'm willing to use it. The one I'm willing to use is Venmo. Uh, the mm. reason I'm willing to use it is because it allows me to set up more than one bank account. So I can use it for business and for personal if I want to. All of the other ones, it only allows for one and I refuse to commingle those dollars. And so if somebody were to try to pay me via uh, Zelle, I'm like, well, that's not going into my business account. And so that is a problem for me. Uh, but Venmo yeah. sits there and I get to choose where it goes. And then I can also pay people like if I have any, um, you know, side work or whatever that they were like, oh, I really just this is the only way I can get paid, then I can actually pay out of that as well. So uh, that's the only one that I'm still willing to use for business. But I totally agree that it's not, it doesn't have a professionalism about it. Yeah. That really is just bending to the to the will of the person. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. With some boundaries. So, yeah. So in having these processes, like it's, it's, or this, this processor rather, um, it's an easy way to collect payment. And mm-hmm. you can also set up like automated payments for your client as well, yeah. which just benefits both you and your client. So for example, mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if you have a client that you're working with and they're, they're paying you monthly, um, or bi-weekly for your services, um, you don't have to hit them up every two weeks and be like, hey, can you send that payment? Hey, can you send that payment? Hey, can you send that payment? Like you don't need mm-hmm. to do that. You know, like you can just mm-hmm. get their information one time, set up as a schedule so that it auto drafts out of their account, just like they have set up with like their utility bills and stuff like that. And it just gets taken care of. And you don't even have to talk about them paying you after you do it one time, which is really, yeah. really nice because, you know, that conversation is just awkward sometimes, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, being able to set up something like that is, I found is a huge blessing. Huge. Agreed. It's a time yeah. saver too. Mm-hmm. And it's a time saver. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So, so, so that's speaking of time savers. Oh, what about this? What about the scheduler thing? I love your segue. <laughs> I love it. It was going to be way better than mine. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't planned like much of what we talk about. <laughs> but I'm glad it worked. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, let's talk about the schedulers. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So this was also a mistake that I made um, when I first started my coaching business. Um, I always did this this dance of like, Hey, when are you free? And they're like, Oh, I don't know. Usually like Tuesdays and Fridays are good for me. And I'm like, okay, what time on Tuesday and Friday? And they're like, mm-hmm. how about noon? And I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. no, that doesn't work for me. But what about four? And they're like, right. ah, 
No, that I actually have uh, my kids' ballet practice at that time, but I could do six. Oh mm-hmm. no, I actually don't take calls after six. Like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrible. It's, enti- it's an entire session just to set up the session. <laughs> yeah, yes, it was. It was horrible. So uh-huh. you know, having a scheduler um, to where like all you have to do is you just say, "Hey, here's my booking link." go ahead and pick a time that works best for you is so awesome because it has like your availability in it. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. It removes that whole dance of trying Mm -hmm. to figure out what works and it just shows them when you're available and then they pick a time that works for them. It's Mm -hmm. super simple. It's, it's the biggest headache has just been relieved um, ever since I started doing this and it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I have found that some people, when they start doing this, they feel like they're not as personal with their clients. They feel like they're kind of putting the onus on the client to take that and and figure it out, if you will. However, I found that an easy transition for that is to go ahead and say, you can like actually have the conversation with them because you still, as the coach, you want to set the stage for how you are available for them because otherwise mm-hmm. they can take control of that and hijack it. And that's, that's never good. You want to make sure that you are always in the position of the coach, the one who's running this. Right. Um, but you can absolutely have a conversation. I'm typically available Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at these times, but to make it easy for you and to not make you have to know everything on your, of your own schedule right now, I'm going to send you this link so that you can take time to see what works best for you. And that just seems a little bit more personal than, hey, here's a link, figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so that's just a little transition that you can use if you want to feel like you're a little bit more personal. However, if you don't have that, like Cody said, it is, it's like a song and dance. It's like trying to figure out and it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. And it's not fun for them either. That's the other piece of it. Yeah. And another benefit of this as well is that with these schedulers, it also automates how you meet with them as well. Mm. So you, know, you can you can uh, collect their phone number through it. You can have um, you know a Zoom link populated through it or a Google Meets link populated through it. You could even schedule in person locations. Like mm-hmm. if so- if someone is local to you and you have a favorite coffee shop or whatever it might be that you like meeting people you can give them that option, you know, towards like, would you want to meet in person? And if so, here's the, here's like two or three locations that you can choose from and I will meet you there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really nice too, because it's not just a, you know, Hey, what about day and time? But it also takes care of location as well. So, and you can usually get very specific with those and say this type of session I'm going to do via Zoom and this type of session mm-hmm. I'm going to do via phone. And that just becomes very automated. And I think in the beginning, before we either, either before they had that option or before we figured it out, either way is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but here at New Money Habits, we have different session types and sometimes we meet via Zoom and sometimes we meet via, you know, in person or on the phone. But because there are several of us working with several clients, 
it was hard to really like, I'd have to call somebody and be like, Oh, is this person supposed to be doing this? Or are we meeting this way? And now that we have it all in the system, man, that saves all of the back and forth questioning. It's like, I open up the appointment and I see, Oh, it's this appointment type. It has a zoom link. So therefore I know we're meeting via zoom and it's just, it takes all the guesswork out of it. So uh, I just love how customizable some of these schedulers are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, like, you want to create as little friction as possible and, yeah. and also create like as much ease and efficiency, efficiency as possible for these prospects. Okay. Because ultimately like you need to create a really good experience for them and mm -hmm. appear professional, uh, appear legit, established. And, <laughs> you know, even if you're just starting out, like, this is the best part about this. Okay. If you are able to present yourself in this way and you're able to make things so smooth, like smooth as butter or as smooth as a baby's bottom. Okay. If you're able to do that, the likelihood of client conversion, meaning like the likelihood of you turning people from prospects into clients increases tenfold. Because you've created a really good experience for them that isn't full of friction and is not full of headaches. And that's and confusion. It's so important. So important. Mm -hmm. So this is why like doing stuff like this, even though again, it's not like the thing that is like the most attractive thing or anything like that. The experience is very, very important to get people on the phone, meeting with you, and then becoming a client. Mm -hmm. And much like the payment processors in this course, we're going to be talking about scheduling options and pros and cons yes. and helping you figure out what is a good way to make an informed decision for what's going to mm -hmm. fit you and your business best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a ton of them out there. Um, you know, there's there's a handful that we recommend uh, for various reasons, but we kind of go into into depth and kind of show you like, you know, the pros and cons of each one and, um, you know, ultimately leave it up to you. Uh, but mm -hmm. we definitely don't just say, hey, pick one. Good luck. <laughs> right. Right. You know, so. It's important. Do it and then leave you hanging. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, that's what sets this course apart from many others that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. So. That is sneak peek number two. Uh, we just want to say thank you for sticking with us with uh, this yeah. this series. Um, this is obviously something that we are very excited about. Um, it's something that we have worked really hard on uh, for you guys for the last several months, and we've kind of kept it under wrap. Um, but it's here. It's arrived. And, you know, you can absolutely check it out. Um, obviously, this stuff that we talked about over the last few episodes, just the tip of the iceberg. Um, we really go deeper into this within the course. And um, we'll, of course, put a, uh, a link in the description for the course um, so that you can check that out and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, this is something that if you've ever, if you've been listening to this podcast and whether it be your first time listening to it, or maybe you've been listening to this podcast for months and you've just been thinking and you've been, you know, uh, trying to figure out like, how do I do this? How do I get started? What's my strategy? What's this? What's that? If that is you, I'm calling you out right now. And I'm just saying, hey, you've been here. You've been investing your time. You've been taking notes. 
You've been listening to us at the gym. You've been listening to us on your way uh, to work. You've been listening to us from work. You know, you've been listening to us in the shower. You know, like you've been listening to us all over the place. And now is the time. This is your sign that you not only need to take this step for yourself, but if you have a gift in this area, it's not just something that you need to do for yourself. It's also your duty to serve these people because they are just desperate for help and they need someone like you to step in and to really turn around their financial situation, which oftentimes turns around their life. And if they're people who have families, you can turn around an entire legacy. You can be a part of that and it's your duty. So if you're feeling called at all, this is the time. Check out the course. It's made especially for you because I know that you are trying to get started as a financial coach. So thank you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week with some brand new content. And in the meantime, check out the course and enjoy your week. Thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the Financial Coaches Podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Sizemore Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes and join our growing group of like-minded coaches on Facebook. And until next time, happy coaching. Music provided by Summer School.